Hi family, welcome to the PIWC Accra podcast, where we are inspired, challenged and equipped to possess our spheres of influence with principles and values from the word of God, preached and taught powerfully by anointed and seasoned men and women of God. We believe strongly that this word will bless your life, so do not keep it to yourself, share it with someone you know needs to hear it. On today's episode of the podcast, we are certain that you'd be blessed even as you receive the ministration of God's word with open hearts. Now family, let's get into the word of God. Hallelujah. We thank God for yet another wonderful gathering of the saints. We are trusting that his mercies will abound to us as we make attempt to share in the beauty of his word. The word by which the world as we see it came to be. The word by which those of us born of women destined for destruction became recipients of the great news of salvation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are encouraged to have a conversation about the impact of the cross of Christ. We want to turn our focus on that which should be our main attention for impact. We are focusing on the impact of the cross of Christ. I was inspired by this hymn And these are the words of the hymn written by Oliver Wendell Holmes. It says, Lord of all being throned afar, thy glory flames from sun to star. He is the center and soul of every sphere in the cosmos. Yet, to each living heart so near. Whenever we encounter a midnight, it is because his smile has been redrawn. As the third stanza says, our noontide is thy gracious dawn. Our rainbow arc, thy mercy's sign. All save the clouds of sin are dying. The fourth stanza says, Lord of all life below and above, whose light is truth, whose warmth is love. Before thy ever blazing throne, we ask for no luster of our own. We seek no shining of our humanity but just your glory that flames from sun to star. Hallelujah. Grant us thy truth to make us free. And kindling hearts that burn for thee. Till all thy living altars claim one holy light, one heavenly flame. Focusing on the impact of the cross of Christ. Lord of all, be enthroned afar. Thy glory flames from sun to sun. Center and soul of every sphere. 
get to each love and heart. Let's do the third stanza. Our midnight is thy smile, breathe wrong. Our tide is thy gracious dawn. Our thy mercy sign. All say the clouds of sin. Stanza. Lord of all life, be Abba, whose light is true, whose form is love, before thy ever-blazing throne, we ask no love. Grant us thy truth to make us free. And kindling hearts that pray for thee. Till all thy living altars claim. Hallelujah. In the excitement of making impact and the many writings that have been made both by Christians and non-Christians alike, we are bombarded with all kinds of demands to leave a legacy, to make an impact, to leave something behind that we be remembered by. But I dare ask, what impact is of relevance to us who have been born of God? Redeemed by the blood of Christ. What impact is of importance to us? We are sharing and, as I said, attempting a conversation around the impact of the cross of Christ. You would go with me to the scripture as recorded in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, reading from the verse 18 through to 25. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, from the verse 18 through to 25. Hallelujah. I am rendering from the Holman's Christian Standard Bible. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but it is God's power to us who are being saved. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and I will set aside the understanding of the experts. Where is the philosopher? Where is the scholar? Where is the debater of this age? Hasn't God made the world's wisdom foolish? For since in God's wisdom, the world did not know God through wisdom. God was pleased to save those who believe through the foolishness of the message preached. For the Jews ask for signs and the Greeks seek wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to the Gentiles. Yet to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, 
Christ is God's power and God's wisdom. Because God's foolishness is wiser than human wisdom. And God's weakness is stronger than human strength. Hallelujah. If we are looking to make maximum impact, then it presupposes that we are making some impact. But we are looking to increase the level of the impact we are making. Then as I ask the question, what is the focus of this impact that we are looking to make? What hope do we have in this impact we are looking to make? A lasting impact is one that is able to bring eternal life to men. And to bring the saving knowledge of Christ to those around us. When we look at impact, there are impacts that you can link up as being the immediate impact. So a person that sings a wonderful song might have an immediate impact of either exciting or tickling your emotional excitement of enjoying music. Or it may produce in you a lasting effect of an impartation that is only made possible by the Spirit of God. Through whom whoever ministered has ministered the song. So same song ministered. Somebody may receive an excitement in their souls because they have enjoyed the music. But another will receive an impact in the spirit because they have been imparted by the Holy Ghost. He that ministers under the talent that is given him naturally only inspires and excites. But he that ministers under the unction of the Spirit of God creates a spiritual atmosphere that is unseen by the eye of man. Let everyone that is born of God understand that even though you have been born of the Spirit of God, you still live in your human body. Therefore, there is a dichotomy of experience. Either you experience something in your spirit or you are experiencing it in your humanity. That which goes to your spirit benefits you eternally. That which goes to your flesh is of no benefit because everything about this earth and the things that belong to this earth will pass away. So what is the focus of your impact? The world will want us to look at things that probably are, if you like, of immediate consequence. So when we look at what the world looks at for impact, the world impacts for recognition. So those who are giving the capacity to do certain great things, they are looking for recognition. That is the impact. That is the influence. They want to be recognized that yes, when you talk about probably playing skillfully on any instrument, I am the one. The world looks for impact so that they will remember for their fame. They are remembered. They are famous. We have countless lists of people who are famous. They have died and gone, but we still talk about them because they had fame. The world looks to influence. So that when there is something to be done, his voice will be heard. And he is the one that would move, if you like, the pieces of the chips for the decisions to be made. That is what the world looks for. The world looks for appreciation. And strangely, some of these things have crept into the church. And I have had so many instances where, even in our parlance, it's said that, oh, nyamikra uyadiyamano pasida. Whoever told you that when you have done something, you deserve it to be appreciated. It is a demand of your flesh to be recognized that something has been done. 
What did the Lord Jesus say concerning this? If we have done all the things that we have done, we should call ourselves unworthy servants who have done only what the master has enabled us to do. Why are you looking for appreciation? The world looks for accolades. Grammy Awards. The best preacher. The best architect. The best lawyer. The outstanding surgeon. I am not saying these things are of no relevance, but I'm saying that those of us that have been born of the Spirit of God, in whom the Spirit of God dwells, our focus is different. There is an impact that the world looks for, but there is also an impact that the Spirit looks for. The Spirit looks to the glory of God and nothing else. The Spirit looks to glorify God and nothing else else we have lived within the confines of our human existence and the influence of natural life is threatening to thwart the relevance of our spiritual life and our spirituality we are too accustomed to natural life that the spiritual life, it appearing of no relevance to us. Understand, the system of governments, the system of institutions, the system of the state, the system of the society we live in, is not godly. It does not aim to promote the glory of God. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. If you have any warped imagination that it is, may I encourage you to change your mind. These are the reasons why some of us take a stand against any attempt to legislate biblical morality, even by the state. Because the state is not the agency of spiritual well-being. It is not. The darkness will continue until the light is shone through the darkness. The darkness is dispelled not by legislation and the governance systems. It is dispelled by the light of the spirit that has shone in the heart of men. It doesn't mean the darkness has ceased to exist. It is because the light has overcome the darkness. So let us be clear in our minds. When we join, if you like, a wave of understanding, a wave of thought, a move of the society that let us legislate against homosexuality and against lesbianism and gayism, I beg to differ. Their refusal to practice homosexuality because there is a law will not make them godly. It will not. The refusal of a man to practice homosexuality because there is a law that will punish him does not save that man. That man or woman involved in homosexuality is saved when the light of salvation is introduced through their hearts by the agency of the Holy Ghost. So let us check the impact we want to make. We are not moving for legislation. We are not moving for changes in bylaws. But we are moving for the power of God that works in us to introduce the kingdom of God, the principles of the kingdom in our daily lives.
This is what we are expected. That glory shall go to God. That is the impact that we are to make. And as God have mercy. Every wrong understanding we have imbibed, every wrong doctrine, every wrong teaching, every wrong belief and strongholds of deception that we have received because the devil has shifted our focus. God, help us. Help us. Help us. Would you want to open your mouth and ask the Lord, we are at your hands and we are asking for your mercy to abound to us today. King of glory, king of light. You called us into a life of the Spirit. You called us into a life by your Spirit. You called us into a life where our steps will be ordered by your Spirit. As we stand before you, O oh God, we empty ourselves of every thought we have had. And we ask the Lord every deception in our hearts, every deception in our minds, every deception by our learning, our education, our exposure, our training, by tradition, our affinity to follow traditions of men. And the systems of the world, oh God, in pursuit of the things that are spiritual, we are coming to you and say, Lord, let your spirit move over our hearts. Let your spirit move over our hearts. Let your spirit brood over us, oh God, this morning. We lay our hearts before you, Jesus, and we are giving you willingly our hearts that you will brood over us, spirit of the living God overpower and overshadow our expectations, our thinking, oh God, like it happened in the time of Elisha that even the poison in their stomachs were healed when the prayer was offered. I pray in the name of Jesus that as we stand before you under the unction of your spirit, oh God, every wrong thinking in our minds, every wrong affinity we have, we are laying before you and asking that the Holy Ghost purge Holy Ghost purge, 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 Makadisto Bram Penedadion de Kumateba, Medudushte Kabantimavu Bradicate, Imadakatindori Kraba Vabe, Loriba do Kimprendu Sata, Ramdivoke di Kato Kemadem Prendizazo, Radamashanda Katai Badosista Hata, Father, save us from ourselves, O God. Save us from ourselves and our thinking and understanding, wrong understanding, wrong understanding, wrong beliefs, wrong beliefs, wrong beliefs, Lord, wrong beliefs, wrong beliefs that we have held on so strongly, oh God, that has no efficacy in our spiritual world. Lord, we ask, relieve us, oh God, grant us thy truth that set us free, grant us thy truth that set us free, for you are our God. The wisdom of men is foolishness. Your wisdom is that which saves. In the name of Jesus, we ask. Hallelujah. Understand that the natural man is born of a woman. Your natural man is fully marinated with carnality through upbringing, training, and natural instinct. As Paul writes in Romans 8, it is incapable of responding to God. It can't. There is nothing about your natural man that has the capacity to respond to God. It can't. And the spiritual man is born of God. Baptized of the Holy Ghost. Pursuing a love relationship with the God. Who is so powerfully removed from the very essence of our humanity. The essence of God is so vast 
that it is impossible for us to even receive the fullness or even a glimpse of his fullness. The side of creation, it is not possible. But in his mercy, he has allowed us to catch a glimpse of his divinity as Peter wrote in 2 Peter chapter 1, reading from the verse through down through to 5. He has given us by grace an opportunity to partake in his divinity. The natural man has not died and is progressively being brought into full submission to the rule of the spirit. It has not been fully brought under such submission. A situation that causes some confusion for us in our Christian walk because in our own life and in that of our relationship with others, we are confronted with behaviors and attitudes that are completely foreign to this new life in the spirit. Therefore, let us avail ourselves that the immeasurable mercies of God Almighty would show forth in us. Hallelujah. Galatians 5, reading from 15, was written to people who had received Christ. It was to the church in Galicia. It was not to unbelievers. And this is what the Apostle Paul wrote. Be aware that the spirit warreth against the flesh. And the flesh against the spirit. Therefore, you are not free to do exactly as you want. Except you are led by the spirit. So he says, walk in the leadership of the spirit. So you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Walk in the leadership of the spirit. So you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. It is not a cliche. Neither is it a spiritual phrase to be recited and excited about it. It is a call to deliberate, careful observance of the choices we make on a daily basis. Be aware, your old man hasn't died. It is progressively being changed to be brought under submission to the rule, total absolute rule of the spirit. The flesh is ever showing up in our activities. Even with our pursuit of God. Let me attempt to give a few examples. There is one that is appalled by the moral decadence around. And is indeed appalled. But arrogantly pass himself or herself on the back. And say that I am not like this tax collector. I am not like this sister. I don't dress like she dresses. Oh, I don't speak like he speaks. I don't hold back generosity like he does. That is the self-speaking. Where you are comparing yourself to yourselves, the apostle Paul says that oh, we are fools. Why? Because it is the presence of the self that is making you do that. The one has a financial, a comfortable financial situation in life and erroneously despises the other as being lazy or perhaps living in sin. The reason for the hold back of blessings from them. Really? 
You want to believe that your financial blessing is because you are upright with God? Who? Which man can be upright before God? There are people who have been trained to be prim and proper. They speak the truth, but they are going to hell. The one observes the fantastic school results of another family and even congratulates the young man. But in his heart or her heart, wishes that that results were not for that young man, but for their own child. That is the self. It's still there. If you have any doubt that your self is still there, I came to announce to you. That is why the Apostle Peter said in 1 Peter 5, he said, Be sober, be vigilant, for you have an adversary. That is the devil that is roaming around, seeking whom he may devour. Listen and be aware. The attack of the devil is strategic and it is not determinable. He may attack you three days in a row and leave you three months and come back when you are at your lowest. So when there is no attack, don't be fooled to think that probably you have climbed a certain spiritual ladder that makes you immune to the devil. He will come back. For as long as we live in this body, let us be aware there is a call on us to continuously and progressively be alert daily, momentarily, every now and then. We are not talking about those sins that easily beset us, lying, immorality, fornication, stealing, corruption. No, that's not what we are talking about. But the little, little foxes that steal away the manifestation of the power of God. Because when God is not glorified, the Spirit will not manifest. It is only when God is glorified, then the Holy Spirit manifest the scripture said for when christ had not been as yet glorified the spirit had not been given there is a spiritual truth whenever god is not glorified the spirit does not move does not move so there is another that has prayed and is really praying for a revival but the self is telling him that perhaps that revival must come at your hands or with your denomination who said that it is the self so even though you are looking for revival your prayer for revival is misplaced it is not influenced by the Spirit of God. The impact of the cross is to make Jesus lifted high above all. The glory shall come to God Almighty. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then again, let me mention that the one prays earnestly for revival and reformation. And the other wakes up early in the morning and preaches the message of the gospel to many with a view to win them. But only with pride in his heart that he can show forth how many souls he has won. That is how dangerous the devil is stealing away the manifestations of our walk with the Lord. So yes, you have preached. Yes, you have won the souls. But as soon as something enters your heart, that makes you begin to take pride that I win more souls. You have missed it. The glory will not be given to God. And when the glory is not given... The manifestation of the power of God will not come. Do you think it's a wonder that we cry and cry and cry and cry day in and day out, prayer meeting after prayer meeting, and we are not seeing the things we wished we saw? The self is present. We must deal with him. Because the manifestations of the power of God only shows forth when the utmost of our actions are meant for his glory. Child of God, I came to encourage you that uh, be aware so that you'll be vigilant. Be aware. Don't get sidetracked. The list can go on and on and on. 
But therein lies something that is very frightening in Matthew chapter 7, reading from verse 21 through to verse 23. You remember what Jesus said of those that he would say that he didn't know them. They prophesied in his name. They cast out demons. It frightens me. The scripture did not say that they, they falsely claimed to have prophesied in his name. The scripture did not say they falsely claimed that they cast out demons. What it means, and I suppose that is what it says. They truly cast out demons. And they truly prophesied in his name. But he says, I don't know you. Let us read Romans chapter 11, reading from verse 27 through um, jumping to verse 30, still reading the Holman's Christian Standard. And it says, as you once disobeyed God, but now have received mercy through their disobedience, so they too have now disobeyed, resulting in mercy to you, so that they also now may receive mercy. Verse 32, for God has imprisoned all in disobedience, so that he may have mercy on all. For God has imprisoned all. All means all, including all without an exception. All. So that he can have mercy on all. We are all recipients of God's mercy. All of us, irrespective of what we think we are capable of doing, we are recipients of God's mercy. All, all, all. May I call on you to just pause for a moment? Think about the instances where your spiritual activities have been laced with self. We are talking about the impact of the cross. That we be saved from ourselves, from sin, the guilt of sin, the seed of sin, and the ramifications thereof. We are recipients of his mercy. Whatever we think we have achieved is just by mercy and grace. Whatever we think we have been able to do or will be able to do, it is just by mercy. Don't be sidetracked in thought. It is by mercy. It is all by mercy.
This is what the cross has done for us. When we decide to list the relevant impact of the cross in our lives, there are many of them we can list. Our sins are forgiven. Recorded in Hebrews 9 and 22, it says that without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. And by the shedding of the blood of the Lamb of God that took away the sins of the earth, our sins have been forgiven. Live in the confidence with the clear understanding that your sins have been forgiven, not because you deserve it, because it is the mercy gift of God that has been given unto you. That is why he is a high priest that has tasted humanity and therefore understands the frailties of humanity. And so the apostle John writing in 1 John 2 and 20 down, he says that, therefore, even if your conscience condemns you, God is bigger than your conscience. Come with the confidence that your sins have been forgiven. This is the impact of the cross. So don't let the deceptions of the world and the language of those who do not know the spiritual work tell you that this that you have done, you can never be forgiven. It is not true. Run to the one that is able to save you completely. Run. Your sins have been forgiven. That is the impact of the cross. Every sin that was committed and would have ever been committed till eternity past has been forgiven by the shedding of the blood of Christ. This is what we seek to present. By the cross, we have received new life and baptism in the spirit. Romans 6 and 3 talks about that. We have been baptized. We died with Christ without baptism. And by that, we have received a new birth in Christ. In John 3, 3 through 5. We have indeed been born of the spirit. Yes, we have. Because of the cross, we have been born. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And our lives have been changed and is being changed. We have a positional state with God where we are sons of God. That is the positional place we have with God. We are justified because of the gift of Christ. We are justified. But our souls are being saved. Our souls are progressively being saved. But we have been saved. Our lives have been changed. That is the impact the world must see. Once I was a sinner, saved by grace. My sins are gone far away. Jesus has taken my many sins away. That is who I am. I walk in confidence and demonstrate that my friends that lived with me when I was a young person, when I was a teenager and struggling with my work with the Lord, today they see me and they can testify that I am a changed person. That is the testimony I present. Hello? How many times do we hear testimonies about that? We are interested in the testimonies about how we had financial difficulties and the Lord caused a breakthrough for us, right? I'm not saying they are not good. But those are testimonies that when this earth fails to exist, they'll die with it. Of what use is it? Is that all that the blood of Christ could do? There are people who do not know Christ. They have better testimony than that. When you end a million, they end 10 million. So, is that a testimony? It is a testimony, all right. But there are better testimonies. Changed lives. Changed lives. Changed lives. Changed lives. 
men that walk the surface of the earth, that even the spiritual world knows that these people are repositories of the power of God. That is what we are talking about. That is a testimony that is not pronounced by your lips. By the spirit world knows this man is different. This woman is different because something has happened in the inside of you. There is an indwelling of the spirit of God. That is the impact of the cross and that is what we are looking for. Living kingdom life here on earth. That is one of the impacts of the spirit of God and the cross of Christ. That we live by the inexhaustible source of God's supply. Isaiah 8 and verse 11 reading down. That we have been given a stern warning not to think like the other people and speak the language they speak. That is who we are. We live kingdom principles here on earth. Our kingdom is not of this earth, but we are present in this earth. And the power of God is demonstrated to the people that are on earth. That is who we are. That is the impact we are to show. That whether we live in plenty or we live in lack, our joy is not thwarted and is not diminished. Because there is a joy that is indwelling that can be seen by all. It is not because we have plenty. If our joy is only when we have plenty, then there are other people who have a better joy. Don't kid yourself. At times we tickle ourselves as Christians and say, that, oh, they, they are not enjoying. Please, their conscience have been seared with hot iron. And they enjoy what they do. Even though it's destroying them, they enjoy it. Don't think that they don't enjoy it. They enjoy it. It's evil. It is killing them. But they enjoy it. So they have joy. But we have joy unspeakable. Because we do not have anything to show for it. But there is an indwelling power of God that produces the joy. That is the impact of the cross. And that is what we have to show. Hello. So when you are in luck. Let song rise out of your lips. Praise to the holiest in the heights. And in the depths be he praised. In all his works most wonderful. He is most sure. In all his ways. When I am high on the plains of. Excellence. Abundance. Plenty. Recognition. Influence. His name be praised. When I am forgotten. In the very little room unknown, not remembered, not visited, his name be praised. Your praise should not be equated with how men see you. That is the impact of the cross. That there is something within that speaks and communes with divine. And it's not thwarted or affected by the things around you. That is the impact of the cross. So as we move along the year... With an expectation that we are going to make maximum impact. Don't be sidetracked in your thinking that we are looking at the impact of the world. We are looking at the impact that is guaranteed by the spirit that brings glory to the king of kings and the lord of lords. That is where our impact must go. And that is where your focus must be directed. Hallelujah. 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 So under inspiration, the apostle Paul writes in Philippians 4 and 6, he says, be anxious about nothing, but in everything by prayer. Oh, in everything through prayer. Everything through prayer. Everything, 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 everything through prayer. Prayer, prayer, prayer. Not the kind of prayer that you think you've been making. Because that one you have nothing to show for. No, not that one. 
The one that you, it is you and God. Whether even you are in the congregation or you are alone, it is you and God. You have a consciousness that this is me and God. It's got nothing to do with whether anybody is hearing what I'm saying. Anybody understands whether my tongue is sweet or not sweet. Whether it is a repetition of the same syllables, it does not matter to you. That is prayer. You are talking to God and you are waiting to hear God speak. Everything by prayer, waiting and tarrying at the feet of the divine. For the wisdom of God is foolishness. Not strategies. Not publicity. Not money. Not education. I am not against education. I love and I'm still studying. And it's good. And I will study. But my relevance in life is not dependent on how much education I have. If that is the case, there is somebody who doesn't know Christ who has a better education. If we are looking at the philosophies of this world, proper articulation and oratory of good things that tickle the imagination and the intellect of people, there are many more outside Christianity who have that capacity, but that is not what we present. We present Christ, whose spirit indwells us, moves us to bring glory to God the Father. As I bring this conversation to a close, Look at what Jesus says in John chapter 14, reading from the verse 12 through 14, and I'm paraphrasing. Ask whatsoever. Blank check. But then there is a condition we must understand. In my name. I beg to say that at times my, my, my heart troubles me. That some way, somehow, we think that it is Repeating that in the name of Jesus. No. In the name of Jesus connotes that according to the will of God. So when John and Peter met the cripple at the gate, he says, this is what we have. This is what we have. We possess the capacity and authority of Jesus the Christ. And so when you read the scripture that talks about he has been given a name above all name, it did not say at the mention of the name of Jesus. It says at, that is according to, in the authority of Jesus. The name that he has been given. When you use that name, then you see results. So the, because there are plenty Jesuses. Actually, the name is not even Jesus. Jesus is an English rendition of Yeshua Messiah. Because in the, in, in the Hebrew, there is no word Jesus. It is Yeshua. And so don't get tickled in your mind that because you have mentioned in the name of Jesus. No. What do you mention? What do you possess? What understanding do you possess? What conviction do you have that you have a relationship with the one who possesses the name above all names? That name was not mentioned to us. But we know that it is connoting an authority that pushes through every kind of spiritual barrier because it is a name that is above all names. So understand this. He says, ask whatsoever, but in my name. In everything by prayer, but in my name. Ask whatsoever. And it shall be given. That our focus will not be sidetracked by the trappings, distractions, and the enticements of world systems that are completely under the control of the devil. Oh, I have strong desire 
for plenty wealth. Yes, I do. But I'm not kidding myself that wealth will do it. No. I have a strong desire for education. But I am not going to fool myself to think that education would do it. I have a strong desire for influence. Yes. But I am not fooling myself that my influence would do it. What did he say to Zerubbabel? That is by my spirit. By my spirit. By my spirit. It's the spirit of God that accomplishes this. So let us all understand that we are recipients of mercy according to the spirit of God. I want to throw a hand of invitation to anyone who has heard this. The totality of the solution for mankind, friends, is in Christ Jesus. It doesn't matter where you stand. It doesn't matter the signs you are looking for. Christ Jesus became a curse on the cross so that the curse of the law will be broken and you'll be liberated to live like the child of God. It doesn't matter the wisdom you are looking for, but clearly if you look around you, we see that every wisdom of human beings leads to another problem. But the wisdom of God is perfect, and it has been offered in Christ Jesus. I speak to you, Jesus, who is the answer to all problems. He touches the Jews and touches the Gentiles. He is in the middle drawing all, reconciling all unto God. Will you give your life to Jesus today? He is already knocking at the entrance of your door, calling you in. Who wants to accept Jesus? Who wants to accept Jesus? Who wants to accept Jesus as his Lord and personal Savior? Christ Jesus is the totality. In fact, he is the perfect sign. And he is the wisdom that is required to live. I don't know where you have come from or where you are hearing us from. But Christ Jesus is the answer to the world. Who wants to accept Jesus? Today is the day. Tomorrow may be too late. He is the answer to all problems. We love Jesus. We love Jesus. Come to Jesus. He is the answer. He is the response to the world's problems. If you accept him, indeed you are welcome into the kingdom of his majesty. You become a child of God. You want to pray this prayer. I'm only guiding you through it. So you say it after me. Lord Jesus, I believe that you are the son of God. And you came to die. Because of my sins. You resurrected. For my redemption. I therefore accept you. As my Lord. And my personal savior. Help me. To serve you. The rest of my life. Let's shout a big amen to that. Are you looking to find a place of worship where there is relevant teaching, heartfelt worship, passion and action toward the unsaved, constant prayer, compassionate care for the needy, and honest Christ-centered relationships? Then join us fellowship at the PIWC Dome at the Accra Technical Training Center, ATTC Kokomlimli Accra. Join our Miracle Dawn service every Wednesday, 5.30 a.m. to 7 a.m. And our Friday prayer meeting, dubbed Cry Out, from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. 
For more information, contact us on 0208-779-774-0277-144-128 and 0502-444-814. You can also visit our website at piwcacra.org to know more. And let's get interactive on all social media platforms at PIWC Accra. Thank you. Until next time, we pray that you would reach out by faith and receive everything that's yours through God's grace. You are blessed.